כל הלשון, כל התורה, בכל מקום. So this week we read Parashas Noyach. And in Parashas Noyach, we learn a halacha. The Pesach says, Ach esdimchem lenafshoi seichem edroish. Rashi explains, and it's based on a Gamorum Bova Kamet Sadek Aleph Omid Beis, Rebbe Lozer Oymer, Miyad nafshoi seichem edrosh edimchem. This is the prohibition of committing suicide. I wish this would be just an abstract sugya. Fascinating, interesting. To my terrible dismay and sorrow, it's Alokhana So in the past few years, there were two very famous and high-profile cases of suicide in the Haredi community. Both caused extreme controversy. But our big problem is not famous people. There are many, many cases of suicide in the film community in Israel and in America. And usually... It is such embarrassment and ogmas nefesh for the families. Families will always blame themselves, sometimes rightfully so. And it's always hush-hush, trying to keep it quiet. But uh, it's a terrible tragedy. And it's not like a person getting killed in an avalanche or cancer we always feel futile could have been prevented in many cases so before we go into the sugya the most important thing is to listen and to see and to care nobody commits suicide out of the blue getting up in the morning and decided he wants to die It's always out of extreme desperation. We should open our ears and eyes and hearts to the desperation of others, to their stress, to their feelings, parents, siblings, educators, mechanchim, rashashivas. We should feel the problems, the tribulations, the feelings, the stress, the issues that our youngsters have and deal with them before it comes to such a terrible stage. But today, as every week, we learn a sugya. So it's a prohibition, an avera le'abedatz mo'ledatz. The Medrash says in this week's parasha, Yochel Kishol, would that include Shaul HaMelech? Shaul HaMelech killed himself. As we learn in Shmuel Aleph, Perek Lamed Beis, when he sees the Pelishtim coming closer with their bows and arrows and spears, he asks from his Noise Kalim, kill me with your sword. And the young boy is terrified. He's not going to kill Melech Yisrael, the king of Israel. 
and shall please with the noise kalim dokreni. I don't want to fall into the hands of the Parishtim Vidakruni Vihit Alilubi. They will torment me. They will torture me. And Chazal and Medish exclude Shaul from the prohibition that they don't explain why is Shaul different? Why wasn't Shaul Emma Abedas Maradas? So my first order is when a person takes his own life, is that considered loisirtzach? Is that murder? Is it or maybe it's just a prohibition that we learn from this posik? the base mayor, Yoradea, Reish Tezvov Sifei says, it's loisirtzach. There's no difference whether you take your own life or another's life. The Chsam writes the same. We will quote the Chsam many times in today's year because he is one of the most important Shubas in this Sugya. And the Chsam writes, It is and The Minchas has a different opinion. And the Mitzvah Lamedala, the Minchas writes, It's not Loisetzach, it's not murder. It's a separate prohibition that we learn from this Bosik. Would there be enough Kamina? Maybe there would be. Is a person entitled to take his life to save another? I don't mean putting his life in jeopardy, in danger to save another. That's a totally different sugya. And in this week's sugya, in the contrast that comes together with this shear, in this week's sugya, I have a disagreement with the great Shoyal Ameshev. The Shoyal Ameshev writes, when a person out of total negligence endangers his life and he dies that is a ma'abedas meladas and even though I brought a source to the Shalamesha from Sefer Hasidim I disagree when a person puts his life in danger and jeopardy he is over and recently we spoke about these sogis but that is not ma'abedas meladas ma'abedas meladas is suicide when a person takes his life, intentionally kills himself. What would be the nafkamin between the menchas chenech on one hand, some soifa base meir on the other? I'm asking you a crazy shayla. Not only al pitoira, I think the same would apply in modern medical ethics. A young person desperately needs a heart transplant. He's doomed. The doctors say he won't live more than a very short while. His heart isn't functioning. He needs a transplant. They do not find a donor. His father comes into the hospital. I love my son. He's a great time at Chochem. I'm an ignoramus. He's young. I'm old. I want to donate my heart to save my son. Take me into the operating room. Take out my heart and plant it in my son's chest. Would we do that? I know it's a crazy question. Sometimes we ask questions like Chazal did just, just to clarify and to impose on us to formulate an opinion. So according to the Chsam Seifer and Beis Meir, of course we can't do that. So when the Gemara says in Masechet Sanhedrin, how do we know that Loi Tirzach is Yeherek Valyava? Why do you think your blood is redder than his? We would say the other way around. Why do you think his blood is redder than yours? So according to the base man, 
taking a life is taking a life. It is irrelevant that it's your life. Your life isn't yours. Your life is yours to live. Your life is not yours to die. Our life is like a pakodin. We are keepers of a sacred nisham. Our life is ours to live. That's a new interpretation. So according to these two great gedolim, there is no difference whatsoever whether they take your life or another's life. So why do we need to learn from the Posek and this week's parasha? Just we shouldn't make a mistake. Because logically a person might argue, this is my life. If it's my life, it's mine to give or take. Kamash Malan, no, it's not your life. It's your life to live, but not to take. But according to the Mechaz Chinech, separate It is not Loisertzach. So in my Ksuvah, I explain, the Mechaz Chinech maintains, Loisertzach is a Benodom Lechaveiroi. It's a Benodom Lechaveiroi. It's Gimel Aveiros Chamuru Shabbatoyah, but fundamentally, in its very essence, it's a Benodom Lechaveiroi, and therefore, taking your own life is not Loisertzach. It is a separate Isra. Maybe according to the Mechizchanech, a person would be able to give his heart to save another person. So a chosid comes. The Balshem of Loa Leinu needs a heart transplant. And a chosid says, it'll be the greatest privilege for me to give my heart to the Balshem Just think about it. Your heart will be in the Balshem chest. Your heart will be his heart. Wow. So this is an interesting shaila. Totally irrelevant, as I explained, but Interesting. So that's a machloikis between Gedoy Le'achroinim, and now we move on. Why is Shoal different than any other person committing suicide? Four different interpretations. Two from Toisvis, Bali Toisvis, another Rishonim, and two from the Marshal. The Ritvo, Avodizor Yud Chesomedalaf. It's actually a Toisvis, but Toisvis doesn't talk about Shoal. What do we have in Avodizor Yud Chesomedalaf? The moving story of Chanina ben Teradian, Bishas Exer under the Romans. Reb Chanina ben Teradian, like his friend Reb Kiva, Makal Kehilas Varabim. Reb Yosef ben Kisma is the Zokein Hador, and he's ill. And Reb Chanina comes to visit him. And Reb Yosef ben Kisma gives Musar to Reb Chanina ben Teradian. I atu yodaya sheumazu min hashomayim himlichu asheichrivu as beisay v'sorf asecholay. Obviously there were two different opinions between these two great Gedolim, the greatest of that generation. Rabbi Yosef ben Kisma said, we need to teach Torah in the underground, in the cellars, in the dark alleys, not where the Romans would see us. And Reb Chenina feels, we need Mesiris Nefesh, Makal Kehilis Barabim. Reb Yisim is unhappy, and he's angry with Reb Chenina's response. Wow. That was a prophecy. He did not intend to curse Chaz V'Sholem. Advorim Yotzim Epiamelech. Eb Yosem Ekismi dies. Kol Gedoy Leroimi. Holchul Akov Roi Vehisvidu Hesbet Godel. And on the way back, 
they catch Rebbeinu Menteranim. And my feeling is this chus of Rebbeinu was megan and Rebbeinu Menteranim bar pluktei. The day Rabbi Yosef Mekisma died on the way back from the Levaya, the story ended, and Ebchenina ran in his court. Hekifu, hekifu and he's burned at stake. And the Talmudim stand there. It was a public spectacle. The brutality of the Romans. And the Talmudim plead with them, Psach We can't see you suffering, please. Put an end to it. Open your mouth and be consumed by fire. And Abchanina says, "No, I will do nothing to hasten my demise." So Toisus asks, "Is it a iser to hasten your demise, even though they're torturing you?" What about the story in Gittin Nun Zayinam at Beis? Dalad meyas tanoikesh nishbule kolin, and they're taken by the Romans to Rome to Europe on a ship. And they realize what is their fate, what the Romans want to do with them. Torture them, abuse them. They jumped into the sea and perished. So what's the difference between those 400 bonim vabonois, girls and girls, boys and girls, and Abhinim Adim? Toysu says, when a person is afraid that he will be forced to be oiver gimra veres chamur he is entitled to take his life and to commit suicide. That was not the case of Reb Chinin Ritvo brings choices and Ritvo says, Shola Melech committed suicide because he was afraid that the Pelishtim will force him and impose him to bow down to avoid the Zola. Shach does bring the same interpretation from the Smak, Mitzvah Gimel, Shach and Taz, Kuf Nun Zayin Siv Kot Nalaf. That is one Mahalach. But in Gittin Nun Zayin Umedveis, by the story of the Gimel Dalad Meis Tanoikos, Taisa says, a person is entitled to take his life, he's being tortured, or he's afraid he will be tortured. Yesurim Koshim Amoris. And Tosis quote the Gemoran, Ksuvis Yudches, Ilamoran Agdula Hananya Mishur Vazari have a parachal at Salma. If Hananya Mishur Vazari, the three tzaddikim that were Mois and Nefesh, they would be tortured, they might bow down to avoid the Zoran. And therefore, Teisa says, to escape torture, a person could take his life. Shulchanoch says, even though he's not buried between his brother and others, over the fence, behind the fence, but if a person is an oynes kishol melech he deserves proper kavod. The Loshan Oynes Kishol Amelech doesn't seem to indicate that if he's being forced to be over Avera. The Shach, Sivkot Mvov writes, Shol Amelech committed suicide, he took his life because Kepashti de like the Posek says, Vi Dikaruni, Vi Yet Alelubi, they will torture me, they will abuse me. So these are the two different opinions. And many Gidoidim throughout the ages, Pascal, when a person is afraid of torture or he is being tortured, he's entitled to take his life. So why didn't Reb Chanina ben Tanadian do so? According to Toysis and the Ritvan of well, they weren't out to impose on him to be over Aveda. But according to Toysis and Gittin, why didn't he take his life? 
I didn't mention before. But the continuation of the Suge is Kalatstuniri was the young executioner, a guy. And he sees the pain and the suffering of the great Tana, the great Sadiq Rebbechina Matadir, and he asks Rebbechina, Imani Moirid Ma'alib Chusvugim Shotzema Vanimar Bebechavila. I'll take, I'll take the fraud off your chest, and I'll stoke the fire to hasten your death. Would do you promise me Olamaba? And he said, Yes, I promise you Olamaba. If that is an Isser, he cannot do that on Yedeacherim. The Rambam clearly says, Perik Beis Milchus of Seach. If a person even sends a guy to kill, he bears a certain degree of responsibility. And therefore, my feeling would be, and that is Miyashev, the opinions that a person is entitled to take his life to prevent torture. That is also Mashma from his Lashon. Mutav Yetlena Mishan Asan of Ali Chaber Matz, my better, better Sheval Taisa, that a Kodesh Boch would take your Nishram. And that is why when Kalatz Tuniri wanted to do it, Rabbi Kiva gave him, Rabbi Chanina Metaradin gave him to go ahead, please, and he promised him Ganadin. So these are the two fundamental opinions. According to the Rishonim, Toysus and Gittin, that a person is entitled to take his life to prevent excessive suffering and pain and torture, is that only when Goyim are torturing him? Or when a person is desperately so ill, advanced cancer, and he's murdered of pain, does he have the right to take his life? Even if we would say yes, according to Toysus, that still would not be a Psach I think there's a difference when he's being tortured by Goyim, yes. If he's ill, take medicine, palliative care, dive into a Kodesh Baruch Yisurim Amarkan Aven Yosef Shalodam cannot take his life. I was involved, and I'm not mentioning any names because of Kvoida Mishpochot, but I knew a young man who was a paraplegic. He was in a terrible car accident and for decades was paralyzed from neck down and he had a terrible pain. And I went to visit him from time to time and he decided he can bear this no longer. He wants to put an end to it. And he asked me for a heter and I spoke to him many times and I said, I will never give you a heter. He asked me, if I go ahead and do it, will you pray for my neshama? I said, I will. But don't take this in any way as giving legitimacy. At some stage, he lost his amuna. Who could judge? Who could judge? He decided to go to Switzerland. There's a company in Switzerland that does... Uh, what is it called, palliative sedation, put you to sleep. And he traveled there. And I told his brother and sister, go along. Don't leave him just with the going. Maybe he'll regret. Maybe he'll do tshuva. you got to be there. He should say, vidui. He traveled the last day of his life. He was like a tzaddik. Talis and Tfilin all day. He said Shemai Sur a thousand times, saying to Elam all day, but he went ahead. 
And my psak for the chevre kedisha is bury him a proper burial, the veilus and his spadim. And I'll explain why soon in a few minutes. So, when a person is in terrible pain, according to one somebody showing him he's entitled to take his life, I do think there's a difference between being tortured by people and illness. The Yamshel Shloyma, Bobakama Perekhesim Enuntes, offers two different explanations about Shola Melech. Number one, if Shola Melech would be taken into custody by the Pelishtim and they would torture him, it would be a terrible Chilul Hashem. Shol Bechir Hashem, appointed by Shmuel Hanavi. That would be a Chilal Hashem. And to prevent Chilal Hashem, Shol HaMelech took his life. The other approach of the Mashal is a big Chiddush. It's the Mashal's creativity. And he says, maybe Shol knew his army. He knew how much the people loved him and admired him. And if he will be taken as a pow, as a prisoner by the Palishtim, the Jewish warriors would fight a futile battle, a hopeless battle, just to try to save him, him, dead or alive. And tens of thousands of Jews might perish in that war, that battle, to save those tens of thousands, those Allah and Verevavis, shall prefer to take his life. So those are the two tirus and the two explanations of the Amshar Shleimer. And there's an upcoming aloha between all these four pirushim. There's a medrash in Echor Abosi Perek Aleph. Tzitkyoh Melech was tortured by the Babylonians. His eyes were gouged out. His kids were tortured and killed before his eyes, before making him blind. And the medrash says, where was his seichel? He should have bashed his head into the wall and taken his life. So what Shaul did, the Medesh Sitkiyo should have done. But he didn't. So according to the first approach, Toysus and Avedizora, the head of Shaul, he was afraid, they would force him to bow down to the Salem. That doesn't apply to Sitkiyo. The fact is they didn't. They didn't. They just wanted to torture him. Like the Nazis. But the Nazis, Yamach Shemam, didn't matter whether you're... It was a matter of race. Jews that converted to Christianity got the same treatment as all the others. Your grandfather was a Jew, Al-Pi'alocha. Your grandfather was a Jew, Al-Pi'alocha. You're not a Jew at all. To the Nazis, it made no difference. They just wanted to kill us all. So according to the first Malach, the Heter of Shor wouldn't apply to Tzidkiyo. According to the second, it will and how he was tortured. Yesuri. According to the first Malach, Hamashal, Yes. Tzedkiyo was a king. He was also in Isman al-Pinavi, same Chilal Hashem. According to the second Mahalach of the Mashal, it wouldn't, wouldn't apply. There were no armies, there was no war, nobody died to try to save Tzedkiyo. So there's an Afghan Malacha between one Mahalach and the other. And now, I want to discuss how the Poiskim relate to these questions. But before we get to that, even if a person is entitled to take his life to salvage himself from Yisurim, could another person do so to help him to salvage him? That once again depends on the different Mahalcha. If it's a Din and Kiddush Hashem, then the answer is yes. There are three sources to a terrible, terrible discussion. Da'azakeinim mabani toises. 
ריטפה בוי דזורי יוד חסמד אלף. בייס יוסף בדק אבייס יורדי הקוף נ"ז. And some Gedolim Paskind, if we are afraid it will fall into the Christian hands and they will try to force us to accept Oisei Wish and Christianity, a person is entitled to take his life. So that is based on the first Mahalach, Toises and Avedis Zolim. But the argument was, what do we do with children? The children will be snatched away from their homes, taken into captivity, Raised as Christians, avoid the Zora. Some Gedolim of Baliyatesis says we should kill the children actively. Others said no. You could kill yourself, but you can't kill children. And the Vishesa brings a terrible climax to this Machlaikis. One of the Gedolim said we should take the lives of the children. The other said no. We should pray that the Xerish should be bottled. And the person that said, you cannot do this, told the God that said, we should do it, you're going to die in Misa Mishuna if you go ahead with your plans. He went ahead with his plans and they killed children. And the Poisik that said, we should do it, had a terrible, terrible death as described in the Bishos of Kufnun Zayin Bedekabayis. And in a short while, the Xerish was bottled And it became clear that killing those children had no justification. And if they would be alive, they would be in their homes, in our community. Tragic question discussed in the Svorim of three Gedolim of our time. In the days of the Holocaust, and so many horrific questions became relevant then. Only the Jewish people had to deal with these horrific questions and Shailas and Aloha. The Nazis in one of the ghettos asked all the Jews to hand over all their precious items, especially furs. And they gave them two days time. If any fur would be found in anyone's possession after those two days, he would be killed immediately. And they took three elders of the community. You bear responsibility. And if we find any fur, you will be tortured and killed. So one of the Chachamam of the ghetto did not hand over a fur hat. And he was caught. He was shot in the head immediately. And they took the three elders and they tortured them. They tortured them and all the other members of the community need to look on. One died. The other was just beginning to be tortured. Brutally hit with sticks and whips. His son couldn't bear the sight. He approached one of the Germans, offered him a gold watch if you just shoot my father in the head. Actually, the Nazi offered him, do you want me to kill your father and save him from torture? Give me something. He offered a gold watch and he killed him. And after the liberation, after many years, this person was riddled with guilt 
And he asked, Am I a Ritzeach? Did I kill my father? Did I do a mitzvah? And we find three tshuvas. Minchas Yitzchak. Chelek vav semenun vav. Lahoyres Nosen, Reb Nosen Gishtetna. I had a very special relationship with Reb Nosen. One of the gedolim of our time. Chelek vav semesamechai. And the Mishnah Halachas, the Menashe Klein. I think it's in Chelek Yud somewhere, but I might be mistaken. These three gedolim, everybody responds in his different style. And Minchas Yitzchak is a very short tshuva. Ten lines. And he says, We cannot judge anyone in those tragic circumstances. Your mind was just blogged out. Nobody bears responsibility. How could a person see his father being tortured and be, and be of clear state of mind? He totally absolves him of any guilt. Reb Nosen Gishten has three samonim, Samachay, Samachov, Samach Zayin. He usually writes very long tshuvas and magnificent tshuvas. He was a tremendous Talmud Chacham. And he deals with every aspect of the Shaila. And he says, L'choyre, he bears responsibility. However, his kavon was Rishem Shemaim. It was out of Rachmonis. So we shouldn't make it hard for him. He should give tzedakah and say tefillim. Reb Klein is somewhat similar to Reb Nosen Gishtetna. I knew him very well. We also had a very special, our family, my father, my late father and him were very close friends. He was a Kloisenbogachosa, a Kloisenbogatalmit. So this same question comes back. It depends on the reasoning. If we go back to Shola Melech, if the Heta was Chilal Hashem, applies to others as well. If the hetero was pikuach nefesh of Ravovitz, applies to others as well. But if the hetero is just, you're an oinus because you can't bear Yisurim, that would give you a permit, but not others. So this is a very interesting and broad discussion. Let's move on. So the Shailas Haruchana Maisa regarding Ma'abadatz Meredas are only dealt with in one area of Chesha Mishpat and that is Hilchas Avelis because no one would ever give a hat alachatchela. But the question is always Bidiyavet. It happens. It tragically does. I wish it wouldn't. And I think many cases we could prevent with more sensitivity, with more caring. Trying to deal with depression with mental health, emotional stress, psychological trauma. But it happened. It always did, and probably always will. We will try to save as many as we can. But it happens. And according to the Gemara Masechet Smochis, the Braise, and Shochanoch Shem Emhesifalaf, Ain misablamor of no availus, no kriya, no proper burial. That the achloinim are extremely makel. So let me give you examples. There was a story 200 years ago. A Jewish person was in jail. I don't know which country. He killed another person. Charged with murder. And he was in jail. He took his life. 
he was found hanged in his cell. Reboruch Frankel, the Boruch Tam, the Rav of Leipnik Paskind, the family should sit shiver. Because who could judge in a Goyish cell 200 years ago? I always tell people, if you gotta sit in jail, Medina Sisol is the place. Better than anywhere else. Far better than Rikers Island in Malchus Shulchesed in New York. I know some people that became Talmud HaChomim in Israeli jail. They have Shi'urim. You have as many Sifra Kodesh as you wish. Most kosher food. Really, I know some people. One person finished Shas in jail and he wasn't much of a learner before he went into jail. So what was the story? Baruch Frankel says, who could judge his turmoil his stress, his pachad for torture. Maybe he was tortured. So one of the Gedolim disagreed with the Baruch Frankel and the question was sent to the Mordechai Benet and we find two tshuvas, Proshas Mordechai Yeredei Achofei Chavav and he is lenient. The same question obviously was presented to one of the greatest Fadi Gedolim of the era, the Chido. Chaim Shor, Chelek Arav he is lenient as well. The Chsam Soifer deals with similar questions, Yoradei Shin Chavav. And they all make the same point. When a person takes his life out of terrible desperation, Nishtab Sha'olav Da'atoy, he no longer bears responsibility and we cannot judge him. Chsam Soifer is Medaik for Mesechet Zmachis. If you find a peace person dead, then you don't know exactly how it happened. That's a new concept. So that some cipher explains. When a person just goes over the brink and something snaps in his mind, no longer has a dinner of the Samsoifa stresses the importance of Kvoid Mishpucha, and that is interesting. That's a big finish. So the Samsoifa writes, Sofa Gavelis Lakula. But Sofa Kvoida Mishpucha Lachumra. And that overrides Sofa Gavelis Lakula. My only problem with this ruling is, nobody commits suicide out of a clear and healthy state of mind. Why would a person take his life if he's okay? Everybody that takes his life and anybody that takes his life probably is in extreme stress and desperation. So what's the tipping point? Where exactly and how do we draw the line? How would we know? Beyond which point of despair person no, no longer bears responsibility. Nobody ever committed suicide if he was happy and well. But we do see the trend. Gedoyli Yisrael, probably Mishim Kvayid Mishpocha, are extremely lenient in Bediyevit cases. And as much as we need to clarify that taking your life is murder, it's like taking another's life. It has no justification in any circumstance. Bediyevit, Gedoyli Marmekel. The base of Rahim, Chuvis Yerodei, I involve Rabbi Frayim, Zalman Magori says, even financial stress we cannot judge. Sometimes even financial stress. 
Mavirasa Odam al and could cause such a deep depression that we would no longer judge them as a Ma'abedas Maridas. Reb Shloyme Ege Gilyam Ashu Yoride Shir Memhei quotes a Ksavyad from Chacham Tzvi. Person jumped into the sea or into the ocean, into a river to commit suicide. He says, because it takes some time when you fall into water till you actually perish. Person tries to fight the waves, he tries to swim, he takes a deep breath. It'll take a few seconds or a minute or two before he dies. We assume he probably did tshuva and he could no longer save himself and therefore call kavoid haraui. So we all saw the pictures when the World Trade Centers collapsed. People jumping out of windows in the 90th floor and the 100th floor. Sensible person jumps out of a window on the 90th floor, the 80th floor. He knows that he's not going to have a soft landing. I don't know whether any of those people were Jewish. I don't think so. But many jumped out of the windows. Why did they do so? Because dying by suffocation and by heat is such a torturous death. Just impulsively, instinctively, they just jumped out of the windows. They couldn't bear the pain. They knew that they're dying. Would that be justified? Would they have a din of Where were they buried? Or were they din of And I say, of course, yes. For both reasons. Pachad miyasurim, not a clear state of mind, terrible desperation. <laughs> if you would be interested, it'll take about a minute and a half if you jump out of the 90th floor till you land. So we assume probably did tshuva. Zera emes, Rabbi Shmuel Koyen Godel, Chela Gimel Kufnun Zayn disagrees. He deals with the question, a person drank a potion of death. Not cyanide. Cyanide usually kills you immediately, but he drank some of us. And after he drank it, he regretted it, and he started crying, and he said, I want to do tshuva. And nevertheless, he paskened, Ein misa'ablen olav. So this is a matter of disagreement. So we dealt with various different shayas, various different questions. In my sefer, I also dealt with a question many Achrayim discuss: A person took his life, and he thought he's going to have kapora. He was over on a venus chamuris. There's no dalad mises basin, so he killed himself. Think that that would be his kapora? It isn't his kapora, but nevertheless, because he had such a tragic mistake, and he was mechaven Hashem Shemayim, we would sit avelus. Medr Shabbat Parshas told us there's a story of Yokum Ishtzareris. Obviously he was an engineer. And he built a contraption, some kind of machine, in which he pulled a lever and he had Dalad Mises Basin in the same instance. He had a noose around his neck. He fell. Rocks and stones fell on top of him. He fell into fire. Dalad Mises Basin. His uncle, Rabbi Yossi ben Yo'ezer Ishtzreide, said, Kadmani zeleganeiden. Does that prove Yaraheter? Some say yes. I say definitely not. But a Kaddish Baruch is a Baruch in Kaloyez Velev. 
in his situation, out of his desperation, with this crazy idea, so let's just summarize everything we said. Taking one's life is like murder. It's like retzicha. Mestava kedivrech samsoifav abeismer lo kedivrech minchas chinuch. And everybody should understand: in no circumstances could you take your life. In the most dire straits, put your faith in Hakadosh Baruch. Remember, Chayyim Abba is the real thing. But B'diyevet, if this tragedy happens, and we should do everything to avoid this from happening, to prevent it, as I said at the beginning of this year, if it happens, we are always, always makel B'diyevet, Mishim Koide Mishpochet, to give the person a proper burial, so one of the high profile cases the person that took his life and I'm not here to judge had a huge leviathan with the spadim and that was a mistake that was a terrible mistake we cannot glorify suicide but the most fundamental degree of and mishpocha Almost always, where the Gedolim, the Gedolim's ruling was, yes. Kvura, Avelis, Kriya, and Kvodamis. So this week is Parshas Noyach. And I want to share a thought which I shared many times in the past, I think almost every year, because it has great appeal to me. The story of the Marble starts in Parshas Barashas. Its climax is in Parshas Noyach. So HaKadosh Baruch decides to destroy the world, destroy humankind, destroy the animals. It is only Noyach and his family and a pair of every species that will prevail and survive. And then when Erech comes out of the Teva, and he brings the Korban, The same reason that brought HaKadosh Bochah to destroy the world, could that be the reason that HaKadosh Bochah decides never again? How do we understand that? So the Pusik and Noyach and the Pusik and Barisha seem to be the same, but there are three very fundamental differences in the formula, in the Nusach. And all three differences are in words of emphasis. Kol, Ra, Rak, Kolayom. Parshas Barisha is when a Kodesh Bochu decides to destroy the world, the Pusik says, Kol Yetzer, Machshavis Liboy, Rak, Ra, Kolayom. What's written in Parshas Noyach? Posik doesn't say call So what's the difference? What happened between Bereshus and Noyach? What happened? Something extremely significant. When Noyach 
knows to differentiate between Chaya Tahoira and Chaya Sheinene Tahoira between the pure and the impure animals. Rashi writes, Noach Lamed Tahoira. Noach was the first human being to learn Tahoira. Tanchum Pashas Bechakaisa says, Odom Rishon didn't learn Tahoira. Noach not only learned Tahoira, Noach taught Tahoira. His son Shem, his Enekel, his grandson Ava, they were Rosh Hashiva. Noach was a teacher of Torah. Say that Adora says that Avram Avini learned Torah by Noach eight years. He has the cheshbon of eight years. Man without Torah, futile, no chance. Ain't tikva lachrisa ve'ain sechara lepuulasai. Ain't tikva ve'ain tochelat. He stands no chance. The world must be destroyed. The new world. And when I say the new world, I don't mean the Americas, the Western Hemisphere, the new world, Noyak's world, the world of Torah, still a huge challenge. Still man has so much to work on. There is hope. There is possibility. But it could be fixed. And it could be purified. And the Yetzir could be overcome with Torah. That is the difference. So we start a new year, a new cycle. Once again, Bereshus Noach. And this week, hundreds of thousands of Tarmid HaChachomim went back. The Bote Medrushes, the Bote Knesias, to Yeshivas, to Kairalim. It's a great time. So Yom Tovim are magnificent, lovely, uplifting. What a month, Chodesh Tishrei. But we also thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu for coming back to our blessed routine, our wonderful routine of learning Torah. Yehi Ratzon, we should all be Zeichah this coming year with good health, Barriers Gufa, Na'ira Ma'adiyah, to learn and to teach עולם שלם של תוכן מחכה לך בכל הלשון 03-617-1111